Hello everybody and welcome to this new episode. My name is Sarah and this is Amsterdamus, the podcast that introduces you to amazing women from Amsterdam. My guest for today spends her daily work life with a topic that most of us rather want to avoid. She works as a funeral entrepreneur and therefore has to deal with death and grief on a daily basis. My guest for today is Anneluz Coxhorn. Hi Anneluz, thanks for being with me today. Well, thank you for having me. Why did you choose to start a business that confronts you with death on every single day? Uh, yeah, well, I get your feeling and your question um, the way I see it to me it's more about life than it is about death because what what we are trying to do when organizing someone's funeral is showing how their life was uh, what they want to leave behind the way what well, things that were important to them during their life so that's why I see it as more about life than about death actually And next to that, the working with death every day makes me appreciate life more. You know what I mean? It's like when constantly being confronted with death and the vulnerability of life makes me appreciate life more and think about, okay, it is short. It is vulnerable. How do I want to live my life? Where do I get fulfillment from? Yeah, that, that's the way I see it. So not that much about that, actually. Since when are you working in this field? Have you had other careers before? I did, yes. Uh, before this, I uh, I worked as an um, operations manager as, at a cosmetics company. And before that, I worked for, uh, for a supermarket. Um, and I started my own business around two and a half years ago. So... Well, it actually started with the death of my father. I was already interested in, in doing this and I already started the uh, the study to do this. But then I found out that my father was sick and was going to die. Well, that was actually my first funeral. So yeah, that's when it all really started. After that, I took a small break and then I started my own company. When a person passes away, which steps need to be done and what needs to be organized? Um, quite a lot. A lot of decisions have to be made in a very short amount of time. Some people prepared that. I mean, I've had several people contacting me on forehand because they knew they were, they were going to die or even people who are still in the middle of life and not sick or anything. But they said, okay, I want to organize things already. I really encourage that because it, at that moment you, you're not sick, you're not tired, you're not emotional and you're very aware of, okay, what do I want? And you have the energy to search for things and it, it gets more difficult when the time is really short and there are a lot of emotions as well. Yeah, I already encourage people to think about things like, What do you want? What kind of location do you want? Uh, after you pass away, do you want to stay at home or do you want to be brought somewhere else where people can still visit you? Or 
what clothes do you want to wear? What music would you like there to be? And uh, do you want to be cremated or is a burial more your thing? So, and there are even more options to think about in the near future because there will be uh, other options next to cremation or burial. So there is a lot to think about and you have only a couple of days um, here in the Netherlands. It's six working days. So you can imagine when someone passes away, there is so much happening. There's so much emotion. There's people wanting to visit you, wanting to help, wanting to help you, wanting to know how the last couple of days were. So there's so much coming at the same time that it's yeah, quite hard to make a lot of decisions under time pressure and it's like the last thing you want to do because you want to be with your family and your loved ones and say goodbye and remember someone and you don't want to think about what music what flowers what car it's not something you want to deal with those days so that's why I always tell people please if you can prepare write things down think about it you know it's going to happen one day that's for sure so why not already start thinking about it How do we have to imagine this from the moment that a person comes to you and reaches out for your help until the funeral? Do you give advice? Do you do administrative work for them? What exactly happens in this time? Uh, well, I do as much as people need. I uh, also really encourage people doing things themselves because it makes it very more a lot more personal and they can create a lot themselves with and it will help them in their process as well so um but i do basically whatever they want me to do which goes from administrative to um, preparing some people already come to me six months or a year before they're going to pass away so then we have a lot of time to arrange everything. And then I visit, visit them often. And I have one woman now, I think I sent her a text every three to four weeks to just catch up and see how she's doing. And if she maybe changed her mind about how she wants her goodbye to look. So then it's um, yeah quite a large time span. But it's also that people call me and somebody already passed away and they want me to come immediately and then I come and I help them through everything basically from their insurance to arranging the location the cards the car the music the guests uh, I take care of the body as well changing someone's clothes and yeah I basically do everything they want from me so like for the whole full week I'm a hundred percent there for them Do you sometimes feel bad that you are financially charging people that are currently grieving and that are in a very weak position? Um, yeah, I understand your question. It's it's double. In the beginning, I was like, hmm, yeah, it's it's hard and it might feel strange, but I am like I'm very open to people on uh, what I charge, what the prices are, uh, also the prices from other parties. For example, if you buy a coffin, there is a price that I pay and there's a retail price. I always charge people the price that I pay because I don't do anything that makes the coffin more worth. So why should people suddenly pay double the price that I pay? Because I don't know, because I got it for them. So I charge them what I pay. So that's 
really clear and that's also what I communicate to people but then of course they also have to pay me for the things I do I do not feel bad about that because I know that I'm good at what I do I put my whole heart in it I arrange the best goodbye for them and yeah I'm there 24 7 for for the time they need me and even after that I mean last week I spent two hours walking with someone because he wanted to talk no problem I do that I mean there is a limit of course in what I do and can do but uh, yeah I'm really there for them so everything has its price and I think I have a fair price for what I do and I think it's worth it so in that way I don't feel bad about it and some people have an insurance and they are most of the times well prepared and know what it is going to cost them and next to that I keep a close eye on their budget as well and I always discuss with them okay what is possible and how can we arrange that and how can I help you because I didn't start this business to become rich I started this business because I want to help people but of course I also have to live and pay my bills so but I always look what's possible and what we can do and sometimes people can do a lot themselves like making their own coffin which saves a lot of money they arrange things at home instead of uh, a funeral location or a and that also saves a lot of money. So I can always think with them, so, okay, what can we do to save money? And if they only need my advice for a couple of things or only a couple of hours or only the day of the funeral, then I can do that as well. And then they only pay me by hour. So there's always there's always a way to make a goodbye beautiful and personal. Do you also offer alternative funerals to make it personal and according to the wishes of the family always that's the most important thing for me that's also one of the reasons I started my own business because I want to get away from the traditional funerals and make it really personal making it about the person who passed away that's like yeah that's my main drive basically so uh, I get a lot of people who want different different things in a personal approach so that's one of the reasons they come to me yeah and I, I love it when people already know what they want and say things like I want the car to be pink or I want the location to be outside or things like that then I'm always like oh yes we're going to do something special I love it so definitely alternative uh, I like it a lot yeah which one was the most unusual one that you've ever organized had quite some unusual things but well the most impressive one was of course also the one the, my first one my own father I mean it doesn't get more personal than that so that was quite a test after that I felt like okay if I can manage this in regard with my own uh, emotions then I'm ready for this and then I'm capable to manage any funeral But there was, yeah, de definitely another one that uh, really made a lot of impression because that woman contacted me like six or seven months before and I spent quite some time with her. She had really specific wishes, like, for example, a pink car. She wanted a woman to drive the car. There was no woman available, so that's why I, when I decided to drive the car myself, uh, which was the first for me, but I 
loved doing it and it felt really special because I could really accompany her on her last ride. But with her, she really became a friend and I saw her many, many times. Awful. Yeah, at the moment it's, it became private as well that I started visiting her and I said goodbye to her the day before she passed away. And yeah, it's like, yeah, it gets really personal and it gets close. And that's also one of the the beautiful things in this job, I think, that it's, uh, I've never had a job before that touched me personally. And I find it really special. But yeah, that really, yeah, it lasts, you know, it, you think about that a lot. It sometimes makes it hard as well, but it makes it more beautiful also. Yeah, there, there are definitely funerals that I will never forget. Are you personally afraid of dying? And has this changed with your job or not? Um, I've never really been afraid of dying, but before starting in this field, I also never really thought about it. But no, I'm not afraid of dying because, well, I know it has to happen someday. So uh, why fear something that's, yeah, that is for sure going to happen? I, I know what I want. I, I Maybe I would have been afraid if I wouldn't have written everything down because I like it when things go my way <laughs> so I prepared everything that also makes me relax when thinking okay if it happens now people know what they have to do and they know what I want and it's more hard for the people that are going to leave behind that I'm going to leave behind but no, I'm not I'm not afraid of it I'd be I mean, I can say that now if people will tell me next week that I'm terribly ill and that I'm, I've got one month left, maybe I panic. I don't know. I think you, you can only tell how it feels when it's there. But as I see it now, I'm prepared and I'd be okay with it. But I'm not planning on uh, going anytime soon. So, On your website, you say that with 35 years of age, you are a lot younger than most funeral entrepreneurs. Why do you think younger people usually stay away from this field? Well, recently I turned 36 now, so I think I have to update my website. <laughs> but um, I think it, with most people, it starts when they have experienced several funerals, which will happen more frequently on a certain age. Uh, and then they start thinking, okay, this might be something for me, or they get frustrated with the way things go, or that it's too traditional. And then they think, oh, maybe there's a way to change things. Let's see what I can do. That's what I see a lot, but it happens mostly at yeah when people are somewhat older because then they visited more funerals and it's it for a long time it was more something for like a second career that when you were like somewhere in your end forties thinking hmm what what else can I do it's kind of started from there. And, but what I see now is that there are a lot more young people coming up who want to do this and want a job that gives more meaning. So, yeah, I think that's a good trend because those people have a lot of creativity bringing in and a good network and certain drive and progressiveness. So I think that's, uh, that's good. Are there usually more men or more women in your field? It used to be more men. But women are definitely coming up and I think they maybe already might have taken the overhand at the moment, yeah. I think it's more women than men, maybe, uh, already. Do you think that your clients specifically choose you because you're a woman? 
No, I don't think it's because I'm a woman. I think it's because of my approach, because I'm really open, personal. Um, like the way you're talking to me now, that's the way I'm talking to people when visiting them as well. I'm not all of a sudden another person or really formal. or, And I think that's what, what appeals to them and not as much the fact that I'm a woman. No. Which advice would you give women that also want to start working in your field? Well, I've already given a lot of women advice because I get calls, uh, well, quite a lot, almost weekly, with people uh, thinking about entering this field and asking for my advice. One of the things I always say is, uh, especially if you want to start your own company, think about the impact, impact it will have on your personal life. Like, for example, I'm uh, 24-7 available. So people can call me in the middle of the night and it can happen that people call me at uh, 2 a.m. And another one, I get another call at 8 a.m. And then I also have have or want to be there. So that's something you have to take into account. And I always see a lot of people want to get into this field because they want to help people, which is really good. And it's really important. And you are really helping people. You are able to make a difference. But next to that, a lot of a lot has to be arranged in a maximum of six working days, and you don't have to. Yeah, you have to realize that it's a lot of work. It's working with emotions, but you have to be sharp, efficient, and yeah, a lot of it's a lot of organization. You have to. You need to have good organizational skills as well as uh, communication skills. So. It might not be as easy as it seems. Let, uh, let's put it that way. Anneluz, thank you so much for talking to me today. And thank you very much for helping the people in these difficult days. Well, thank you very much and uh, for your questions and yeah, for giving me the chance to, uh, to tell more about my work. And if people have any questions, uh, they can always contact me because I... Yeah, I love to tell them more about it. And if they need my help, they can always reach out. Of course, I will make sure to link all your information in the show notes so people can reach out to you. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for having me. And this also marks the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Stay tuned if you want to meet more amazing women from Amsterdam. And please don't forget to follow Amsterdam on Instagram and on Facebook. Thanks and take care, everybody. Bye.